is the Photographer's Revolution Podcast, and I am your host, Dana Pugh. Okay, hi everyone, it's Dana Pugh, and I am so excited to be here today with Maddie Shine talking about SEO, which I mean, it sounds weird saying I'm so excited to be here talking about (laughs) SEO, but it is one of the top questions I get from people and I am by no means an SEO expert, but guess what? Maddie is, so I'm so excited to have her here today to hear all about the wonders of SEO. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Dana. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, you bet. I love that you kept using the phrase so excited because that's exactly how I feel about SEO. So yay. <laughs> I always say that. I'm super excited. And um, I'm, I'm like, oh, why do I say that? But I am. I'm super excited. I'm always excited. It's good to be excited. Yeah. So can you tell everyone, where are you from? Where are you located in the world? Well, as you can probably tell from my Mary Poppins accent, I am from England. <laughs> yes. Where, where exactly in the UK? So I actually live in London. Nice. So um, yeah, but I'm not from here. I'm actually from right down the southwest. Well, I say right down. Obviously, England's pretty small compared to uh, pretty much anywhere else in the world. But yeah, I'm from the southwest. So I was I grew up with a very different accent. Right. But uh, you know, just sort of emerged into this kind of Emma Thompson esque Mary Poppins situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're the Mary Poppins of SEO. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you should have like a little umbrella and fly in. Look at me, create helping with your branding. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do at Flock next year then. (laughs) That's right, yes. Yes, so Maddie and I are going to teach together at the Flock Conference in Manchester. I've actually been to Manchester before. Um, When I was 16, I went on student exchange with the Girl Guides to, to Nutsford, England, which is just outside of Manchester. And so I'm super excited to go back to Manchester, but uh, I'm actually hoping to make a little side trip out to Nutsford to try to take a look at where I once was many 30 years ago now. So uh, yeah, super excited to meet you there. So why don't you tell me like, what is your background and how on earth did you become an SEO expert? Like what was the journey to get you to this point? Right. Okay, cool. So basically I'm 36 now. So I've actually, I actually designed my first website when I was 16, so 20 years ago. My dad got the internet before any of my friends, right. this was in 99. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do with this thing called the internet? It seems like it's full of endless possibilities. And so what I did was I learned to code in HTML. Right. And uh, my first website was all about Ace Ventura, classic. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, typical teenage nonsense. And uh, yeah, I basically, it all kind of rolled on from there. So I went and did, uh, when it came to do internships before I went to university, I went and did PR and marketing internships. And then I was like, okay, so where's this whole online thing coming? But of course it still was such early days. So when I, when I did my business degree, um, then I focused on online communications right. and kind of virtual communications. I was, a- I was absolutely fascinated. I just thought, isn't it amazing that we can all be so connected in this wonderful way and basically after that I went on did marketing nine to five jobs but I very much felt unfulfilled I was like this is great but you know there was like limits you know as bosses were like no we're not going to do that or like shut up and sit down basically right and and I'm not really a, a shut up and sit down sort of person no way 
I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were the blue hair and massive earrings. So, so basically, I decided to start doing freelance projects. And so that's what I started doing. And I tried a number of different side hustles, as we all do when we're trying to kind of figure out, is entrepreneurship really for us? Right. And so, so the, you know, it didn't happen kind of overnight. But actually, what, what did change everything was I actually got engaged. I used to be married. And so when I got engaged um, in 2011, then I went absolutely nuts, like with planning my wedding. I wanted an outdoor wedding in a field. I had a humanist ceremony. It was very individual. Um, particularly at the time, field weddings were not a thing, right. particularly in England. And, you know, now they are, obviously, but that's fine. Obviously, I started to trend. Like, you totally are a trendsetter. <laughs> but, I mean, in England, uh, that would be scary because what if it rains? Sorry. Well, that's what every single female relative wanted to kept saying to me. But I was like, no, no, it'll be fine. But we did get a village hall next to it, and it was cute. And it was a, everyone always used to say it was the most relaxed wedding they've ever been to. Anyway, sidetrack. So I decided to enter every single competition I could on wedding blogs in England. Right. And so as a result of that, I won a wedding planner consultation for two hours, which was amazing. Yeah. I won my wedding photography, the entire package. Um, and actually, as a result of that, one of my bridesmaids booked the photographer. So obviously that paid off for her anyway. Right. And um, and what's been really, really great is that because of that kind of connecting, um, obviously, this before Pinterest, like Instagram had just started. So it was just a really great way of me just connecting with people who I didn't know yet. Right. who had like access to a world that I was fascinated by. And so what I was trying to do was find all these different suppliers and I couldn't find them. And it wasn't because they didn't exist. It was because they didn't have someone like me in their lives. Right. So, so basically that was how I started. I was like, well, I'm quite a useful person and I think I'll be able to help you. So I started working for one of the wedding blocks here in the UK. And then it all kind of rolled on from there. I got involved in photo shoots. I got involved in organizing uh, networking evenings and the word got out about me because you know I'm not a quiet person uh, and so, so people were like you're quite chatty and friendly and you know uh, so yeah so it was great and um, so it, that basically I say that my business started in 2012 because that was when things really started to kind of kick off in big way for me and I started traveling the world so what I was doing was I could work like a digital nomad so I was doing like started to do like SEO like image tagging copywriting blogging things like this wherever I was and then actually it came to a point where because what I used to do was come back to England every so often do some contract work top up the funds a bit and it got to a point where I just couldn't actually take on any more nine-to-five work right so what I did was I quit in it was December 2014 so it's coming up to five years next month uh where basically I've now been full-time on this business right yeah that's that's how that's the story that's how that's how it all came about <laughs> it's it's always so interesting to me to see different people's journeys especially like for something specific like this like seo it's like how the heck do we get to this place where this is what your um specialty is i and i have this like fear of handing off my seo to someone because what if they really 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 mess it up and i've heard horror stories and and bad things can happen. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me to see that there's somebody from London, England who actually specializes in this. And so now tell me what you do, um, what you do specifically for the businesses that you work with. Sure. So basically I have a free Facebook community, first of all, called SEO, it's called, well, 
It's called So Exciting, Obviously, because that's what I think SEO stands for. <laughs> and, and it's for all creative women. And there's people from all around the world in there. And it's great. And so in there, I share free tips. I run free trainings. I basically encourage a lively community. There's lots of gifts. People like that. So it's just really, really friendly in there. And then from there, I sell uh, two main services. So I've got my monthly retainer service, which is where people literally outsource their SEO to me. So I build links back to their site, me and my team. We create content both on their website and off their website. We do competitor analysis. We make sure they're using the keywords in the right kind of way. We make sure they actually understand what needs to be done because very often people will be st starting from a, a standing point. Right. They'll be saying, well, I blog once a month. Isn't that enough? And actually depending on the market, then usually not right. uh, because the market, obviously there's so much competition. Yes. So basically that that's the kind of like the big investment service. Absolutely love working with my retainer clients, but the more popular uh, service, because of course it's more budget friendly is my uh, let's get you found SEO program. And that is where you basically, I sell it on an evergreen basis. So you can join whenever you like. And you join a separate Facebook group where people ask questions. I run Facebook Live Q&A sessions. And you have access to all the material online for life. So I take you right from setting goals, creative promotional plan, making sure you actually understand what the heck you're supposed to be doing. Right. Because what lots of people do is kind of let themselves like, go, I'm totally overwhelmed. Right. By like, what words mean? And all these people that, you know, even if it's not like some, you know, Indian kind of spammy email, maybe they've been to a conference or an event or a workshop where they've heard that they're supposed to be doing this thing, but then they were totally bombarded by this language that they're like, well, I don't know what that means. You know, that's what I usually get. I usually get inquiries going, I've heard it's supposed to be something that I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and anything after that's what they said. And you talk like a normal human being. So right. that's basically what I've made my, you know, specialism. That's my niche. Like I, I, I don't speak like a regular tech expert, basically. And that is, and so, that's so interesting because like a lot of creative people, I, I totally agree that if I, when I have reached out for help on this, oftentimes it's um, some, somebody who's incredibly interested in the technical side of it. And I, even though what I do as a creative is very technical, I'm not really very, a very technical person. And yeah. so it's, you know, so when they start talking about SEO here right away, you just shut down. You're like, I can't even commute. There's a breakdown in communication for oh, sure. Completely. And so you sort yeah. of bridge that gap for people. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. It's a little bit like, so I hang around obviously because of my job and I, because I specialize in working with creatives, I hang around with a lot of photographers and to me, it's like that one photographer who will only talk about the settings on their camera. Right. right? <laughs> and you're like, I love you, but no. no yeah, no. I know. I'm always like, people are like, what setting did you use to take that picture? And I'm like, the settings that were needed. Like, yes. I literally don't care about settings. Like, I mean, right? they get, they do, they are important. They get me the yeah. results, but they're like the last step. That's exactly how I feel about technical SEO. Yes, it's important. Yes, how quickly your site loads is important. Yes, it's important to run your images through an image minimizer if you have time to do that. But really, don't let that stand in the way of just blog more and putting more stuff out there. Because I think that what so many people kind of get caught up is 
also imposter syndrome and perfectionism. Totally. And I, right? And I say that perfectionism is socially acceptable procrastination. Totally. It totally is. That's why I feel like everybody's trying to be perfect. And in order, and so because of that, they're actually not getting anything done. And sometimes you just have to get shit done. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? The people who I succeed, succeed. Just basically, they, they actually, obviously, they follow my advice, they're following the strategy I've taught them, but then they're actually implementing it. And right. yes, they mess up sometimes. Yes, it's not quite perfect. But you know what? We're human beings. We're not robots. Right. So, like, I'm deeply passionate about it because I'm just like, great, you're blogging. This is wonderful. Right. So the people in my, in my program, every Friday, I've just done it. Like, right, what were your wins of the week? Okay. Was it a blog post that you published? Was it getting submitted somewhere and published? Was it... You know, was it um, getting on the recommended supplier list somewhere? Whatever it was. Right. Because otherwise, you're just going to carry on treading water. You're not going to be moving forward with your business. You're not going to get to where you want to get to. Right. And you're still complaining about the same stuff in a year's time. Yeah. Okay, so you you mentioned blogging. So what, so I guess uh, we could either start with blogging or we could talk about, like, what do you think are the easiest things that someone who uh, so that any entrepreneur could do, but particularly photographers, that's who's listening, that what, what are the, like, say, top five easy things to do that will instantly boost your SEO? Are there some? Blogging more regularly. Yeah. But, and not making the blogs about you. Right. So basically, you're answering. So one thing that is always really easy for you to start doing, for anyone to start doing, um, is to think about the FAQ. So, for example, which questions do you get asked and then answer one blog with one blog post per question? People oh, always awesome. overcomplicate things. They're like, right. I've got to write down everything I possibly know about this one topic. No one wants to read a thesis. Right. Everyone scan reads. They want to see a beautiful images. They want to know some useful information. They want to know that you're the one to respond to their question. Right. The, they, they want to know that you have the answers. They don't actually want to spend hours on Google trying to find say you know trying to read the same answers over and over again right they just want to find the answer right so basically write a blog post a week uh answering your faq and then you can also fill that in of course with repurposing images from your real weddings from your shoots whatever kind of work you do from your case studies um from your latest projects yeah and i think what people do is go well i've got the images up that's enough but actually there's so many ways that you can reuse those images so basically, by finding different ways to repurpose those images, then you'll find plenty more content to put on your blog and therefore to share on social media. Because this is another thing that I always see. People put lovely images, but then no link back to their website right. on social media. Now, obviously, of course, on Instagram, it's slightly trickier, but that's why the phrase link in bio is so popular. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but on Facebook, it's really easy to, ha- to add a link to your Facebook posts. And I'm talking about your personal profile as well as your business page. Right. And then, you know, Pinterest, huge. Huge. Yeah. This is really big in America, I see, but not so big in other countries. Right. Like I still see like so many people just going, oh, people really on it. But actually with Pinterest, you can just go nuts. Yeah. And you can see huge growth potential. And then on Google Analytics, you can actually see very easily right there on the front, on the homepage of Google Analytics, where the traffic is actually coming from Pinterest. 
Right. It's so interesting to me because actually just this morning um, in one of my private groups, somebody was like, I am so tired of blogging, family sessions. And I think that what happens is we all think we have to blog about this family and it has to be like, here's the family that I photographed and aren't they lovely? And I mean, everybody gets to that point where I've been there too, where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to blog every session. But at the same time, it's like, there's only so many ways you can say this family is so fun. Like, so then you're like, but in the end, you're not really helping yourself out. Like, I like this idea of like making your blog about something other than you, other than your thoughts on this particular family or particular wedding. I thought that was really, really great. So, so when you're blogging, are there like rules around? So, so when I blog, I'm always like, how do I tag? What do I, does categorizing matter? Do I, what do I do? Do I do meta tags on the images? Like what, yeah. how do you, where do you go? So basically put your keyword phrase in the title, but your keyword phrase doesn't necessarily have to be the keyword phrase that, for example, that you are focusing on for Yoast. If you've got a WordPress website, highly recommend Yoast as a plugin. Right. Helps you rate the page. Um, so basically it could be, for example, um, London Wedding Photography, and then the name of the venue, and then the couple's name at the end. Right. What I see time and time again is photographers putting the couple's name at the beginning, and actually Google reads you reads your title left or right. So you want to, you want to put it as your keyword phrase at the beginning. Right. If you've, already, if you've got more than one London Wedding Photography post, great. That can be the blog category, but that can still be the beginning of your blog post title. And then actually your keyword phrase is the venue and the wedding, or the park where you took the family shoot and family photography whatever it is right? right and then you've got the couple's name or the family's name or whatever it is at the end the personal bit right and um, so that's so that's number one and then always add to categories and categories they don't need to be stuff like about me or fun stuff they need to be keyword specific sure you can have the fun stuff as well like obviously people want to have a bit more like oh i wonder what's under there or whatever when they're having a nosy about but it's not going to help your rank so I get the people um, who I work with to, uh, otherwise known as my clients, the people who I get to work with, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The clients. <laughs> uh, basically, I get them to put keyword phrases in all the categories. And then if a blog post applies to more than one category, add to more than one category. That's right. great. It's a very specific way. And then down that sidebar on the blog, then you can see, oh, right. So they work in all those different counties, all those different cities or states, whatever it is. And so then it's really, really clear. And if it's clear to the user, it's clear to Google. Oh, that's a good thing. If it's clear to the user, it's clear to Google. <laughs> so how do you decide keywords? Um, like there seems to be an endless uh, list of what you could possibly do. And this is, it's the same sort of goes on Instagram. Like I see people using like so many hashtags. It's like, the same idea to me in your blog post, like what are your keywords? And I feel like, how do you stand out with keywords if everybody's using the same keywords? So are there some tips around keywords that you have for us? Yes, yeah, so absolutely. There's loads of different tools to measure the search volume of keywords. And what I mean by search volume is how many other people, how many people a month on average are Googling that particular phrase. And so actually the longer the phrase, the better for you because the more specific you're going. So it's always better, you know, that phrase, the riches are in the niches, you know? Yeah, yeah. So basically to go niche is absolutely the way forward. So rather than going wedding photographer, 
and trying to compete against all the other wedding photographers in the entire world, go to your city, Edmonton Wedding Photography, right? Right. And so that way, you're only competing against the, all the other Edmonton Wedding Photographers. That way, then you can break it up even more. So you've got all your Edmonton Wedding Photography on your portfolio, you have a blog post category, and you'll have some blog posts about it. But that's when you go even more specific with a specific venue. So venue and then wedding and then the couple's name. So that's one also you can optimize for. And then Google is getting increasingly clever. So it starts linking these different places together. So your couples in Edmonton are then going, right, okay. So for wedding photographers near me, and then increasingly you are going to come up for, ah, Edmonton wedding photography. So it doesn't mean that then you use that same phrase absolutely everywhere all over the website, because we've all seen those horrendously over-optimized websites. Right. And think, do they actually have a personality or? Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, no, yeah. that's not going to happen. So basically, I, yeah, it's it's about it's about obviously using those phrases more often through your website. And I talk about specifically how to identify them on my Let's Get You Found program and uh, give you the tools. But there are loads of free tools out there that you can start to use yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So aside from blogging and links, yeah. obviously links are important, which is why Pinterest was is important and Facebook is important uh, because they help you with links. Like what, so what other uh, SEO tricks are there? Can we talk specifically about photographs? Like, is there something we should be doing in the back end of our, in the metadata of our photographs? Like what, what can we be doing to help us boost our SEO there? Absolutely. So first of all, rename the images before you upload them to your website. Also reduce them either using something like JPEG mini or tiny JPEG. There's loads of different options there as well, but basically rename them and, re- and resize them so they're small and right. web-friendly, okay? Right. And so then when you upload them, then usually the file name will then become the title tag, and title tags are really, um, they, they really get a lot of Google juice, technical term. Yeah. Um, and so then basically that's really good for SEO. So, but then actually you can do a lot more. So then you can also add this thing called alt text. Now, alt text is slightly trickier to add these days, um, I don't know why WordPress changed it, but there you go, they did. Um, it's it's fine to add in Squarespace, Wix, whatever other website platform you have, but WordPress is slightly more time-consuming. You have to click on each individual image, and it used to be the title tag would just come up automatically there as well, but now you just have to remember it and um, and basically work out. So then each title tag needs to be different, so you can't just have one Bob and Sue, two Bob and Sue, three Bob and Sue, like all the same for a same shoot make them all individual, and then make the alt text individual again. But the alt text um, needs to be something more like describing what's actually in the image. So, you know, pink rose wedding bouquet, London wedding photography, for example. And the alt text was originally designed because it comes up if the image doesn't load for whatever reason. And Google really likes it when we're useful people. This is why they like questions um, answered in blog posts. This is why they like keyword phrases being used a lot because it, we're being useful with indicating what our sites are about, right? Right. So by having alt text, we're being useful because we're providing that service for when those images don't load, whether it's an internet connection or whether it's a site reading problem. And so actually, when we add that alt text in, then that's also going to be great for SEO. And what's even better is quite often, depending on the website platform you have, when you pin that image to Pinterest, 
the alt text will more, will, will more often than not come up as the automatic caption. Right. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so we've, how often do you think, like, ideally, how often should we blog? This is like the, the conversation. Should it be three <laughs> times a week? Does it matter? Does frequency matter? Um, how consistent does it need to be? So these are all like golden questions. So basically what I always say is you need to be consistent and then build up the frequency because what lots of people will come up to me and go, you'd be so proud of me, Maddie. I blogged like five times last week. And that's great. I love how much content you've put out there in the world. But actually now you're going to be stressing over what on earth you're going to publish next week. Right. Because are you going to blog five times a week? That's a lot. Every right? week? <laughs> No, right? Yeah. So then what I'd actually suggest is, yes, absolutely, batch work, batch your work, but then schedule one a week. And then it, that gives you a buffer to then schedule future posts after that. So, you know, one a week, one a fortnight, one a month, whatever it is, but actually just be consistent and then build up that uh, that consistency so you're more frequent with your blogging. Because, of course, the more frequent you are with your blogging, the more excuses you have to post to social media the more links you are therefore posting back to your site, the more links you are putting out there. And of course, the more content that people have to actually digest. Right. Because people want to hear from you. They do. They just don't know it yet. Right. And yeah, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people kind of go, oh, I didn't want to bother my audience too much. Right. And actually, <laughs> right? Right. So it's like an old imposter syndrome kicking us in the butt again, right? Yeah. But actually... People, yes, people will unfollow. They will unsubscribe. Every time I email my list, people unsubscribe. That's fine. It leaves plenty of room for all the people who continue to subscribe. Right. Now, the thing is, of course, if you have no followers and you're worried about where to start, start by posting regularly. Start by writing blog posts. You're worried about where to pick up work. If you don't have the shoots yet, if you don't have, that's another thing that I get asked about. They're like, how often should I blog? But actually, I don't really have that much in my portfolio right now. Start by answering questions that you see get asked in Facebook groups, in right. forums, that you know your audience are asking and that you know the answer to. Start with what you know, because then that actually builds your confidence because then people engage with it on social media and that gives you the confidence to actually write more and, uh, and bother your audience more because they actually want to be bothered. They do. That's why yeah. they're searching for you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, what else? I, I'm like, what other questions can I ask about SEO? I'm like, I'm sure I'm missing it. Cause I don't really, so how, so for Google, does it really matter? Like, do they like consistency or is it something they do? Yeah. Google likes consistency. So the reason that blogs became a thing was yeah. because back, back when websites first became a thing, you know, 20 years ago or more, then actually what they had was static websites. Right. And so when search engines came into play, of course, we used to have Ask Jeeves, do you remember? And yeah, yeah. And, um, and all these other ones. I can't remember, Yahoo and stuff like that. And basically, they didn't know how to index the sites that weren't actually being regularly updated. And so sites that haven't blogged, so basically a blog was a way to kind of go, well, actually, come and notice, come and notice, come and notice. And then sites that weren't blogging were basically ignored by the indexes. So actually, that's the way to constantly remind search engines and therefore users that you exist right. by blogging regularly. But it is important to, if you are new and you haven't actually um, done very much with Google before, to do two things, okay? One is get listed on Google My Business. Right. So get, get yourself listed there. 
And then you can start requesting reviews from your clients because that's great. And then the other one is um, uh, I'm having a I'm having a mental block myself now. I've, I've kind of got caught up in my own machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Caught up in my own machine. <laughs> yeah. Brain, like, um, yeah, yeah. So basically, the other one is submit your site map to Google Search Console. Okay. So, okay, so that's actually a blog post about it. So I'll add it. I'll, I'll send it to you, Dana. Oh, so you great. Can yeah, yeah. So basically, there you can actually take. There's, it's like a few steps to get initially set up, and then and then basically you need to submit your site map and basically tell Google that you exist. Right. It's right, quite right. important because they don't know on their own. They're like, oh, great, we've got like a billion new websites. Like, where do we start? Basically. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'm so wondering, we- like, sometimes. I know, uh, the big, especially for wedding photographers or lifestyle family photographers, it's like yeah. you might be giving your client 100 photographs or like if you're a wedding photographer, 600 or whatever. And it's like, how many photographs do you show? So do you think it matters volume? Like, could you have just one photograph and a question? Like if you're searching for things to blog about, instead of posting a whole session, is it better to sort of break it up into multiple posts what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Yeah, break it up and keep it simple. Yeah. Because that actually provides you with more content for future blog posts. Yeah. I have honestly, I have such a laugh with photography clients about how many images to put in a blog post because I've worked with photographers <laughs> who insist that 80 to 90 images is good for a real wedding. And I'm like, it slows down your website. Okay. No one looks at them. No, they just scroll no. so fast. Yeah. No one wants five images of confetti, you know, yeah. like just one, one image of confetti is fine. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, yes, okay. There's the details, but send that to a wedding blog. Like, right. You know, like, and then they're like, Oh, well, the couple really likes it. Well, the couple already has the images. They already yeah, have yeah. The yeah. It's, it's almost <laughs> like, like there's a lot of talk around culling and how you call a session and trying like, and I feel like as you, uh, age as a photographer, you get, better and better at culling because you're like, well, I don't want to deliver. I just want to deliver like the very best. And so sometimes you'll meet like these, uh, top, top ranked photographers in the world, wedding photographers. And they're like, yeah, I gave 150 photographs to my wedding clients. I'm like, that's it. They're like, every single photograph is incredible. And I believe that. And I think sometimes we need to think that way about blogging too. I mean, I am so definitely guilty of this, but we need to start to think, oh, hey, maybe if you just show one image, it's going to be okay. Or you show like a a small series, you know, and then be more purposeful with the use of the images. So now looking out at other blogs like vendor blogs and wedding bells or uh june bug or whichever what you know the different uh sites and submitting there and having the those photographs be specific for that i think that's really interesting yeah yeah totally totally and also don't be afraid of being rejected a lot of people are getting put off these days by submitting to blogs submit away because the the juice is still really great obviously it depends on the blog but the brand awareness it's great it all helps with seo because even if they're not clicking through, when the next time that you you come up on their Instagram or or whatever it is, it's another brand touch point. It's going to be great for traffic eventually. You know, it's all about playing the long term game. Right. Lots of people will say to me, "Oh, but you know, like I I, I blogged, I didn't get any inquiries." That's not the way to think about it. That's right. not the way to think about it. It's 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 by chipping away, but consistently showing up. I've got this thing called the C wheel, which I teach my clients. Basically, 
It stands for, okay, this is going to be a test as well of the brain, uh, clients, <laughs> clients, connection, consistency, uh, courage, um, because that, that's why I was talking about like not bothering the audience and fear about that. And then there's other steps as well. And the thing is, with, with the sea wheel, I think it's really important to kind of not just go, well, how fast is my website loading? But actually, how well am I being a useful person to my potential audience? Right. And so therefore, they're going to be more easily finding me. That, right. That's the question you need to be asking. And that's what I help with the most. Because, and again, it comes back to that whole thing, like no one really wants to know about the settings on your camera. Do you, do you want to know how to take a great picture? That's what you right. want to know. Right. Right. Or like how many sessions I do think there are people who of course want to see your sessions and they want to see what a session looks like. Yeah. But I think there's lots of questions that family photographer that family clients have about what it's like to be a family photographer that you could answer. And I do get asked, I have a ton of frequently asked questions and I have never blogged them. So I think that's a really great um, suggestion. <laughs> I also, I actually travel a lot. And so my, one of my most frequently asked questions is like, well, I saw you went to Hawaii. Like, what were your favorite things in Maui? And so I know, like, I've tried to do that with Thailand. Like, I've gone back and done that for a few places. But I feel like those should probably be the priority over, like, blogging a family session because these are also different. It makes you stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not just putting out the same content as everybody else. Because if we're all putting out the same content all the time, it is just, it becomes noise really and we're all just doing the same thing we need to stand out and that's and that's another thing that people often say to me maddie you seem to be working with everybody like certainly in the uk photography market wedding photography market then lots of people will say to me but don't you just teach them all, all your clients the same thing and i say no not at all because i'm a great believer of that cliche over instagram saying no one is you and that is your power yeah because no one knows what you know and everyone assumes that oh whatever I write, you know, someone will have already put out there and that kind of stuff. You're going to say something completely different to someone who's been doing your job just as long as you have in the same areas you have, you two are going to have completely different content, right? Right. And I think you'll then again use that as an excuse not to do something. Right. So I think that, I think that that's why the question and answer format works so well. Um, and it also invites people into your world a lot more. But one thing I did want to say was I love the whole idea of you focusing on the travel. I yeah. think that's fantastic because, and I'll tell you, I mean, I'm really guilty about this because I'm going to Mexico on Sunday, okay? Yeah. And something I Googled when I was having my hair done earlier <laughs> was Instagram spots in the town where I go. <laughs> Do you know what? This is so funny because I'm a photographer. But, yeah. and, and here's the thing about Instagram spots is that sometimes... <laughs> They're actually really cool places, and yes. that's why they're Instagram spots. So when I've traveled, I've looked for Instagram spots. I haven't necessarily stood in the line because in some places, there's a line, and I'm not standing in the line for the Instagram photo, <laughs> but I do want to be in that area where it's kind of cool and hip and happening, and I want to know about them. And I don't, so I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at the best Instagram spots. I never share those because I, I really, I'm terrible at Instagram, but, uh, <laughs> I should get better. I should get better. But, um, yeah, no, I can totally see that. I feel like for me, everybody's like, where did you stay? Or like, how do you afford to travel with the family of four? Like, what are your tips? And I'm like, it's not glamorous. <laughs> 
that's my tip. Like this last trip we took on, people were like, I can't believe you're going to Europe for three months, like for three, three weeks, just over three weeks with your kids. And I'm like, yeah, you know, my kids slept on the floor. Like at times, like it wasn't, it's not fancy, but that's how we make it work. And we're all sort of in, on this, in the same boat. Like we're all at the same level that hotels aren't important. You know, like it doesn't have to be super fancy and all inclusive to be awesome. We can make it awesome if we just do a little research. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I was, I was searching for accommodation for Mexico, my Mexico trip. Yeah. And I was like, I was looking at hotels. I'm going to, I'm going to, excuse me, it's going to be my birthday uh, next week. Right? Oh, fine. So I thought, I'll see somewhere fancy because my birthday, it's not a big birthday or anything. I was just like, yes, yeah, my birthday. And then I was like, do you know what? My friend, my friends who live there, they've got a friend who owns an Airbnb and it's got a pool. So I was like, I'll just stay in the Airbnb. Yeah. Like, that's great. And swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, and, and, yeah, okay, there'll be a couple of other people sharing the pool, but that's great. And then I'm just going to ship, I'm going to check into a fancy hotel just my birthday night. And yeah. then I'm going to go back to the Airbnb afterwards. <laughs> That's great. That's great. No, and I mean, I think the fact that we're searching for things like that on the internet shows how important SEO is. And for me, like I plan my whole, all my travel on Pinterest. It is the one place I go and I don't necessarily, like uh, we are all about food and like food experiences when we're in other countries. And I have so many food blog posts about Italy. It's a little bit insane. <laughs> Like I say, I have like a problem maybe with Pinterest. And so I think all these things just go to show that, you know, these techniques, they work and they work for a reason. And there's a way to do it so that you can stand out. You don't have to fit in. Fitting in never works. Fitting in literally never works. Like no. tr take it from me. Like I try to fit in. Yeah. Um, definitely not where I found my happy spot. You know, like. Yeah. Just... I'm thinking your blue hair like helped you stand out from the crowd it's all <laughs> my, my new hair is only a couple of months old though like I yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't go mermaid until this year I didn't bite the bullet so I think that it's really I think it's kind of crazy like some people will say to me you know like come and follow me on Instagram by the way everyone maddie.shine because on there obviously I share SEO tips but also I do dance breaks and yeah. people send in song requests and it's super fun like it's so lively and people will say to me, Maddie, it's all right for you to put out content because look at you, look how confident you are, look how bubbly you are, you've always got a lot to say. But trust me, I was not always like this. I had to, I've had to fail a lot of times and I continue to fail, you know, like obviously I'm, you know, human. And, but I also, when I see the success, then I learn from it and then I gain from that. Right. And that's one thing I also wanted to bring up about when you start blogging or if anyone who's listening to this has thought, well, I've been blogging once a month, but I don't know what else to blog about. Yes, do the Q&A thing. And yes, share your shoots and your weddings and your family shoots and everything. But also, um, you know, learn from what works. So have a look at your Google Analytics. You don't even have to know too much about it. It's right there when you, as soon as you log in, which your top 10 posts, and you can change the timeline from the last seven days, the last year, and see which blog posts people actually looked at which pages people looked at. And that will help inform your marketing plan. It will help inform what you want to promote and uh, and what you can write more about, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then basically when you blog, always link to that particular service page that people are looking at or that particular portfolio example because the way you link your site will also help your SEO because people want to stay on your site longer then. 
Oh my goodness. There's so much information. Okay. So, um, I will for sure in the blog, in the podcast notes, put in the blog notes, look, I'm all blog in my head in the podcast notes. I'll put all the links. I'll put the link to your Facebook group, but just in case, uh, what is your Facebook group called? It's called So Exciting, obviously, SEO for Creative Women. Okay, I'm going to go join it right this second. And then (laughs) um, and uh, everybody can find you online. What's your website? It's business-shine.co.uk. Okay. Um, Thank you so much. And Instagram, Maddie, M-A-D-D-I-E dot shine. shine. Um, Everybody. And pardon me? M-A-D-D-Y dot shine. Oh, M-A-D-D-Y. I thought it was I-E. I wrote down I-E. M-A-D-D-Y dot shine at, or, yeah, Instagram. (laughs) Everybody knows what Instagram is. Uh, My machine wasn't quite working there. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have the best time in Mexico. And I super appreciate all your help. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Dana. Thank you. Thank you. It was really, really great. Oh, great.